from MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, here today with Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Today, we start this road trip off in Biloxi for the 37th Annual Seafood Festival. Next, we'll travel to the Mississippi Children's Museum for 529 Day. Then we'll head over to Columbus for the 17th annual Tennessee Williams Tribute. At the end of the show, we'll be joined by musician Grayson Caps. Don't go far because we're going for another great ride here on Mississippi. Next Stop Mississippi. car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, here with my friend Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. As we do every Friday, we are traveling across the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi such a great place to live. It's a wonderful week here. Glad that Gordon didn't do us too much damage. And, uh, yes. Um, just grateful to be here. Good to see you, Kamel. <laughs> you too. I called my insurance company and said, yeah, I want to lower my uh, deductible. They was like, uh, sir, you got to wait like five days. I was like, rats. <laughs> that's my preparation that's, for Gordon. That's the attorney in you coming <laughs> Not out. getting water, not getting bread, trying to change my insurance policy. Well, I did face the grocery store on Tuesday at lunch, and it was a madhouse. And uh. then. And Wednesday morning rolled around, and I was kind of like, all right. <laughs> I did that to myself. Uh-huh. You know, that was on me. But then when you don't do it, it everything's wiped out, right? <laughs> That's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Well, uh, we've got a great show for you today. We are, I guess, not officially in fall yet, but it feels a little like that. I've got on a blue jean jacket, Camille sporting some autumn colors. Yeah, and earth tones. That's right. And so we're uh, heading into what becomes the great fall festival season in Mississippi. So we're going to be spending time on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, heading up to beautiful Columbus, and also uh, taking a little time to talk about some events happening in the capital city as well. Kamel, I'm not going to be with you next Friday. I'll be away. Uh, We're hosting a great event in Oxford on Friday, September 14th at the beautiful Gertrude Ford Center for the Performing Arts on the Ole Miss campus. Mm. Uh, We're going to be joined by Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski of MSNBC's Morning Joe. They'll be having a conversation with John Meacham. So if you're interested in coming out to the Ford Center to join us next Friday, the 14th at 5, check out MississippiToday.org for ticket information. You guys are so on the cutting edge. I love it. It's going to be exciting. We're going to be talking about journalism and the midterms and a really fun uh, conversation uh, to kick off, which is what is probably one of the biggest weekends in Oxford, Ole Miss versus Alabama. SEC football, football in general, it it is upon us. You smell it in the air. I mean, people's whole attitudes start changing. Their whole direction starts changing towards football. Well, and folks who were friends all summer aren't talking anymore. There you go. Right. But I'm a fair weather fan. I kind of uh, cheer for whoever's playing and, you know, whoever brings like the best dips. I'm I'm there. <laughs> All right. We are really pleased to have on the lines with us today CEO of Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber of Commerce, Adele Lyons. She is here to tell us about the 37th annual Biloxi Seafood Festival. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Wow, third weekend on the coast coming up. Yeah, it really is, and I know you're going to have um, uh, just a wonderful weekend. You guys have gotten uh, this festival figured out 37 years. Tell us a little bit of the history. Well, um, you know, it just makes sense with Biloxi being the former seafood capital of the world. It's just such part of our culture and our economy here um, to celebrate that. And so we started many, many years ago. Um, having the festival, it's really grown and, and changed a bit here and there. 
Um, but the basics of the festival are all the various seafood vendors that we have out, as well as we have a gumbo competition on Sunday, um, which people really covet that prize, the Scarlet Pearl Casino won last year, and they are really clamoring to take it home again this year, so that'll be very competitive. Um, a couple of years ago, we added a 200-foot shrimp pull boy. Oh, my God. available on Saturday at 2 o'clock. It takes a couple hours to get that made. They're frying the shrimp right there on site and getting everything ready. And once it's all done, we cut it up in slices, and everybody can grab a piece of it at no cost. If you're in the festival, that's just a little snack you can grab. Man. But there's all kind of seafood to be purchased. I mean, everything from soft-shell crabs to boiled shrimp, boiled crabs, fried fish. Crab cakes, uh, shrimp, uh, ceviche, paella. We just go on and on. I could start selling like Bubba Gump and like, <laughs> tell you about all the different types of shrimp and, and seafood dishes that we have. And we always have great entertainment. We have kids' activities. Um, so it's a great two-day event. It looks like the weather is going to be good for us this weekend. Well, to have the access that, I mean, the Gulf Coast has, and, and more importantly, Biloxi, to, I mean, just local, sourcing everything locally. And, oh, uh, you know, and having so many great chefs and restaurants, you know, how important is it to the community and to these chefs and restaurants, uh, this festival bringing everybody together? Well, you know, you're absolutely right. And the thing it does is people offer kind of some small tastings. So you can get a little bowl of this, a little bowl of that, and it gives those chefs an opportunity to really show off some of their different dishes, some of their tried-and-true dishes, and then some new things as well, um, and just get folks out. We also have um, some, like, church groups and civic clubs that come out and use it as a fundraiser for their various programs of work. And it's just fun. I mean, people have fun out there just cooking and being together. Um, then, you know, take a break and go walk through the various crafts. We've got the kid bouncy houses. So it's a great deal for seafood and for the community, but it's just really an all-together, um, you know, full-rounded festival. Oh, that's very cool. Now, Adele, seafood is obviously a really big part of the culture on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, from your great restaurants to your family traditions. But what does seafood really mean to the economy in 2018? Oh, gosh, I don't have any idea of the number right off the top of my head, but it's just huge. Um, you know, certainly the, the oysters that we have out in the Gulf and just the, the fishermen that go out on a casual basis and come back in and have their fish fries and shrimp boils. But certainly the seafood processors that employ so many people here on the coast and make sure that we do have that fresh product, like you talked about, to supply to the various high-end restaurants and then those pull boy shops as well that the locals and the tourists alike love. So it's a real, you know, economic driver on the coast, um, really coast-wide. And um, you'll just see that the you know, people, when they're here, that's what they want. Where do I go get my good local seafood? Where's the spot? And some of it, like I said, is high-end, you know, crab cakes or, or things like that that you might get at some of the casino high-end restaurants or, or Mary Mahoney's. But then there's those little little places you pull over in the gas station and get a po' boy that's just perfect. Yeah. I love towns like that. When you can go to the gas station and get, I mean, top quality food. That's the best. Isn't it the best? It is the best. <laughs> and you just... One of my favorite pub boys on the coast is from a gas station. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. uh, you know, the Gulf Coast is also known for, I mean, really contributing a lot to the entertainment industry and having some uh, awesome artists that have gone on to do great things and its own version of the blues. So tell us about some of the live entertainment that will be uh, showcasing there their talent at, at the uh, festival. Yeah, we've got a mixed bag on that to cover a little bit of everybody. We've got a band called Back Alley. It's some local guys that play country music. Um, and then we, in the evening, that's on Saturday at 6 o'clock with a Prince tribute band All right. called Purple oh. Masquerade. And uh, people just love them because they, they play the part from beginning to end with the outfits, with the music, with the look. And, um, you know, if you're missing Prince, here's an opportunity to kind of relive him a little bit um, <laughs> through this tribute band. And then Sunday morning, we kind of start almost with a little bit of a jazz brunch sort of theme with Blackwater Brass, which is a local band um, from here on the coast. And these guys, kind of a funk jazz band with the tuba and 
um, you know, they just kind of march around and just have a great time. There are a lot of the festivals, and, um, you know, they just really pump up the, the whole atmosphere. Um, and then we have a band called Unfazed, which is on Sunday afternoon to kind of wrap things up, and they're a full show band. You know, we don't end on a just casual note. It ends, like, full on with the show band doing their whole um, whole deal. And so just, you know, all day long there's something going on on the stage. And then, as I mentioned, on Sunday we've got the Gumbo Championship, and we've got 11 teams. It's $10 to get into that separate um, part of the festival, but you get to try 11 different gumbos for $10. And have all that you want, and it's really something um, something to enjoy because there's all gumbo is a little bit of everything for everybody, you know, from what thick gumbo, thin chicken, sausage, shrimp, a little bit of everything thrown in there. Very cool. That that was going to be one of my questions. I've been to some food festivals where you know there were some competitions happening, but the general public really didn't have the opportunity to taste the food that was yeah. part of the competition. So very cool that you allow that for uh, your guests and your festival attendees to have a bite of gumbo. Is there a way for them to give feedback on what's best? Absolutely. We have a People's Choice Award, and that's one we have. We have some judges that'll actually try the gumbos and have a little more of a, um, you know, professional folks that are going to be trying those gumbos and making some awards. But the, the People's Choice Award, and we also have a best um, kind of booth decor, which is presentation. So <laughs> some people go all out and almost build a little um, seafood shack or they'll have a theme. Um, you know, we've had sort of the Margaritaville themes, the tropical, and that's a lot of fun because it just sets the tone. And um, people just mill around and try that gumbo, and then they'll go back and try another one a second time to decide which one's their favorite before they make their People's Choice Award votes. Very cool. Now, Adele, set the stage for us. You guys are going to be at Biloxi Town Green Saturday and Sunday this weekend for this 37th annual Biloxi Seafood Festival. What's that atmosphere like? Well, we're right there on Highway 90. Um, You know, the Town Green's pretty much in the center of downtown Biloxi. Uh, the Hard Rocks across the street, um, Bovervage just down the road, lots of parking right there in downtown. On the way in, you could even stop at one or two of the local restaurants and, and have a beverage or a snack before you even got into the festival. Our admission is just $5. Um, so, you know, we open at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. We close at 9. On Sunday, we open at 10 a.m., close up at 5. Um, $5, children under 12 for free. The gumbo's uh, contest $10 extra, and then also we bumped that fee up just a little bit on Saturday night at 4 o'clock to cover that that big band that we have, the Prince Tribute Band. Um, But it's kind of cool because you're down there right across from this small craft harbor. you got some traffic flowing by. People are kind of craning their neck and looking as they drive by on Highway 90 to see what's going on. Um, It's a pretty big space with some great oak trees um, out there in the grass. Um, It's got the shoe fly. Uh, which is around one of the big oak trees, you can go sit and just sort of enjoy the band and the breeze. Um, it's it's really a very um, casual, kid-friendly atmosphere. Very cool. Now, I assume we can get tickets at the gate, but if folks want to check out um, tickets online, uh, tell us where we can go. Well, yeah, at this point, tickets are at the gate. Um, just, you know, we don't have any more online sales because we're heading down to the festival. We're moving everything down there today. Um, you can walk up to the gate and, and pay your admission fee, or we also have a $20 all-access come-and-go both days and includes the, sun, the Sunday Gumbo Championship for $20. So if you want to come down Saturday morning and have a bite to eat, go back home, go to church Saturday evening, come back for the band Saturday night, turn around and come back again Sunday for the Gumbo, you can do that for 20 bucks, and you don't have to stop at the gate with your um, armband. That's a great uh, yeah, best, that at, the, at the door. Yeah, best deal on the Gulf Coast. That's great. Well, Adele Lyons, thank you so much for being here with us, CEO of the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber of Commerce, talking with us this morning about the 37th annual Biloxi Seafood Festival taking place this weekend in Biloxi. All right, we're going to take you out with some music from Blackwater Brass Band, a, a band we've had on this show. Corey Christie was our guest. But it yeah. is time for us to take our first break. Here's a question. Do you know what year the Mississippi Seafood Trail was established? We'll tell you when, when we return. Plus, we'll welcome Amelia Norden to talk about 529 Day at the Mississippi Children's Museum. 
Stay tuned. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash cartag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, along with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. It is Friday. We made it. These short weeks always seem extra long. (laughs) But here we are, Friday morning, breaking into what is going to be a wonderful weekend. Now, before we took a break, we asked you, what year was the Mississippi Seafood Trail established? The Mississippi Seafood Trail was established in 2014 by the Mississippi Hospitality and Restaurant Association. It consists of 52 participating restaurants from the Delta to the Gulf Coast, many of which you've likely been in, seen some of these seafood trail uh, signage in these restaurants and and cool little hang spots. So uh, really a neat program, a way for us as locals to really understand the importance of Gulf seafood in our restaurants, in our uh, hospitality industry, and also just a great way for tourists to find good food. I haven't been able to think about a darn thing since she said a 200-foot seafood <laughs> <laughs> po' boy. Well, Shrimp po' boy 200 feet. It just sounds amazing. Can it I really buy does. one? I, I'm sure. Uh, maybe for your like 40th birthday we'll do that, Camille. That would be super <laughs> That's cool. so long. That's so far away. So far That's away. So far distant, away. distant future. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, anyone who knows me knows that I like almost religiously eat fried catfish on Fridays. Uh, <laughs> but I guess today I can make an exception and go with like a shrimp po' boy. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Now, joining us on the line today, we have Director of College Savings Plans and Policy, Amelia Norton. She's here to tell us about 529 Day at the Mississippi Children's Museum. Uh, welcome, Amelia. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Well, we're really uh, pleased to have you on the show. I believe this is the uh, sixth year you are hosting this event at the Mississippi Children's Museum. Yes, we've had this partnership with the Children's Museum for six years now. We're very excited about this partnership and um, looking forward to doing it again tomorrow. Well, Amelia, this is the first time I even knew that this was a a division of the uh, Office of State Treasurer. Uh, So tell us about what the College Savings Plan and Policy Division is about and then what 529 Day is all about. Um, So here at the Treasurer's Office, we administer the two state-sponsored 529 plans, IMPACT and MAX. Uh, 529 is the IRS code for college savings plans, and Mississippi has two, as I just mentioned. Um, They're state-sponsored, so they offer fabulous tax advantages. We have some of the best tax advantages in the entire nation, and we administer all of that here in our office. And then also the policy part of our division deals with financial education. We administer the Treasurer Fitch's policy initiative called TEAM, Treasurer's Education About Money, and it's an initiative that's statewide that promotes financial education in high school and middle, middle schools throughout the state and with teachers for K-12. through So that's a little bit about what we do here at the Treasurer's Office. Um, what Saturday is all about, like I said, it's the sixth year that we've done it with the Children's Museum. They've been great partners with us. They actually discount admission to the Children's Museum. is normally $10 a person. They discount it to $5.29. Clever. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just again to reiterate. And part of that is because a lot of people don't know what a 529 plan is. So we want people to ask us. And so anytime we can incorporate 529 and get the question, well, why, why are you doing $5.29? Um, that just gives us a perfect avenue into telling people about these great plans. So 
Saturday, admission is going to be discounted. We'll also have some financial education activities. Kids can make their own coin banks and tell us what they're saving for. They're saving for college or a new bike, whatever that may be. We'll have Echo. We have a college savings mascot. He's a mockingbird. And he uh, just, again, reiterates the importance of saving for education. So he will be there. He will be taking pictures with kids. Um, we have a great photo, photo printer, so they'll be able to take their pictures home with them right after they take it. And then also we have some great coloring books um, that feature Echo in his uh, journey throughout college and how he was able to achieve his dream of a diploma and um, came out with no student loans. So we'll have a lot of different activities. And then the parents will have an opportunity to talk to the College Savings Mississippi customer service representatives to ask any questions they may have about the plans or even to get started saving that day. Wow, post uh, college and post law school, like coming out with no student loans, this echo is a superhero to me already. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a good point. You know, I mean, a lot of us uh, do have uh, college debt, and Amelia, but for many of us, it's really hard to think about saving for college, whether you're a parent or, or a kid when you've just got so many expenses and at the end of the month you're you're tight on money i mean how how what is you know kind of a i, I don't know like a, a quick answer to that how do you wrap mm-hmm. your brain around doing that well with max um our savings plan the smallest amount I mean, is $25 each time you contribute is the minimum. So that's a couple, That's a night out for dinner. So if you skip that, then you can um, certainly put that money towards your max college savings account. So even the smallest amounts help. And even if you can only do it a couple times a year or once a month or, you know, whatever your savings um, capacity is, it's always better than doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we encourage families, even if it's the $25 minimum, still do it. Studies show that a child is seven times more likely to attend college if they have money set aside. No matter the amount of money, they're seven times more likely to attend. Wow. So kids mm-hmm. knowing that someone has you know, invested in them and have thought about the future for them, they're more likely to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's really incredible. Now, it's interesting to see a division of state government, uh, particularly the mm-hmm. office of the state treasurer, have a mascot, have a coloring book, host a day at a children's museum. Talk a little bit about how this initiative has grown into a, a real outreach project. Um, definitely. Well, as you just mentioned earlier, a lot of people don't know that we have the College Savings Division here in the treasurer's office and that we offer these great plans. So our mission here um, is to let families know that, and what a better way to do it than with a mascot. When we're at events with Echo, kids just run up to him. They want to give him hugs. They want to get their picture taken. And then that gives us an opportunity to talk to the parents um, because they'll always say, well, who is this? Why are you here? And that just, again, gives us a good lead-in to tell them about these great plans. And a lot of times people just don't know. They don't know that these are available. They offer fabulous tax advantages. So it's in their benefit to be doing this. And now, just with the new tax law change at the beginning of the year, you can use your max funds to pay for K-12 through private school tuition. Mm. So it is up to certain limits set by the IRS, but that, again, is a fabulous advantage for parents that are paying for private school tuition anyway to use a max account to get those tax advantages. So Echo, he's he's just great. He he draws everybody in, um, and on our TV commercials and other areas, he just again reiterates the importance of not waiting to go ahead and start saving now, no matter what the amount may be. Uh, our tourism director Craig Ray uh, was the first person to ever tell me about uh, the impact, you know, the Mississippi prepaid affordable college uh, tuition and. Uh, it was mind-blowing to me that this was even an option. Tell our listeners what that is about. So, yeah, Impact has been around for over 20 years now. It's um, We have more accounts in Impact, but it's been around a little bit longer. But it's a great plan that helps you prepay for the cost of college tuition. Um, before your child even steps foot on campus, you can have their college tuition paid for. So what a relief that could provide some families. Um, It also gives you a guarantee that no matter how much tuition goes up, you've locked in a certain price when you initially signed up, so you're covered. So it it just gives people the peace of mind to know that they've got it taken care of. They're not going to see those, uh, in some years, very high tuition rates increase. 
um, that they're protected. It's guaranteed by the state of Mississippi. So again, it's, it's a fabulous program. We hear every day, I couldn't have sent my child to school without the impact program. So it's helped a lot of Mississippi families go to school. And one thing I do want to mention about impact as well is there's, there's a big misconception out there that you can only use it at a Mississippi school, and that is not true. Um, if you go to a Mississippi public school, depending on what plan, we have a community college plan and a senior college plan, impact pays the full amount of tuition and mandatory fees. If they go to an out-of-state or private school, that is completely fine. We will pay that out-of-state or private school, but we're only going to pay them the average of what it costs to go to school in Mississippi. So you don't get any less benefit for going to out-of-state or private, but we may just not pay that full out-of-state or private school bill because most of the time that is a little bit more expensive than a public school in the state. So you can use it out-of-state and private. It locks in that tuition rate. You prepay. You're guaranteed. It's a fabulous program. We've been helping send kids to school over 20 years. That's Mm -hmm. great. Good information, Amelia. I know this is very fulfilling and, and of course, very important work. So 529 date takes place tomorrow, Saturday, September 9th at the Mississippi Museum of Art. This is also the last day of the Thomas and Friends exhibit at the Mississippi Museum of Art. So if you I'm sorry, Mississippi Children's Museum. (laughs) So if you have not checked that out, tomorrow's a great day to take Mm -hmm. um, this wonderful opportunity to take advantage of the $5.29 entry fee. I'll be there. Courtesy of the 529 Day and the Office of the State Treasurer. Thanks so much for joining us, Amelia. Thank you. All right. This event, again, Mississippi Children's Museum, tomorrow, Saturday. All right. We're going to take another quick break, but when we return, we'll head to Columbus and welcome Jerry Fortenberry to the show to talk about the 17th annual Tennessee Williams Tribute. Stay tuned. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone. Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Because she ain't gonna come. You're gonna have a baby. Listen, you're I'll right. say haul you in and turn the fire on you. Like you stink. Hey, Stella! All right. Welcome back to MPB Think Radio Inside Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller from MississippiToday.org, along with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. We've been traveling across the state, letting you know about great events happening this weekend. Before the break, we spoke with Amelia Norton about 529 Day at the Mississippi Children's Museum happening this Saturday. And now we welcome to the show Jerry Fortenberry. He is the co-chair of the 17th Annual Tennessee Williams Tribute happening this weekend. Welcome, Jerry. Hello. Glad to be here. Well, Jerry, tell us a little history behind the Tennessee Williams tribute. And uh, for any listeners who have lived under a rock, who Tennessee Williams uh, was? Well, of course, Tennessee Williams is a famous playwright born in Columbus. Uh, And, you know, everyone's pretty much heard of Glass Menagerie and Streetcar Named Desire, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. So... Uh, and he did many, many, many more, wrote many, many, many more plays than that, and also was a poet, um, and just, you know, pretty much America's uh, forthright playwright, I would say. Uh, this, this festival actually has been going on. This is the 17th year. Founded festival was, festival was actually founded by Brenda Carradine in Columbus when, after she moved to Columbus. She uh thought you had the forthright to put forth the, the festival that uh really was as she said should have been done anyway since he was born here 
Uh, his his home is actually the Welcome Center in Columbus. Uh, his boy his childhood home. His grandfather was rector at the St. Paul's Episcopal Church here. Um, and of course, then after that, the family moved several times, one to St. Louis and several other places. But um, we still, you know, we are the the place he was born. So the festival runs actually uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and I can go over the schedule with you or whatever you want me to do at this point. Well, Jerry, coming into the show, Michelle uh-huh. played us a, a clip from Streetcar Named Desire uh, where uh-huh. we where we hear Stanley yelling, Stella, you know, the famous <laughs> scene. And you guys uh-huh. really tap into that with your event. Talk a little bit about your Stella shouting contest. Yes, I want to hear about that. Well, the Stella shouting contest is actually today at 5.30 p.m. at Hollyhock. 204 5th Street South in Columbus. Um, the owner of, of, of uh, Hollyhocks is instrumental in putting this together for us. She has a lovely balcony. And I take it Hollyhocks is like a historic home? It's actually a gift store. A gift store. Mm. But it was a, you know, it's an old structure probably built around the, you know, in, prior to the uh, turn of the century, downtown Columbus. It has a beautiful wrought iron balcony railing and and so that's where it's done people the street is closed off and uh people get in you know appear on the street shouting stella as stella is up there (laughs) Catherine munson from columbus is our stella every year and uh there's a a children's section and adult section so it's very interesting and people put forth their best best efforts uh men and women and uh, there's, you know, someone will be crowned the, the winner in both in both um, events. Have you have you ever had like repeat winners, like a champion that just keeps coming back every year? <laughs> Not that I can remember. It's usually somebody new. Well, that's somebody that's a lot new. of fun. Now, uh, one one element to this weekend that I took note of is music to remember local poets homage to the poetry of Tennessee Williams. I thought this was a, a pretty cool um, concept. It really stood out to me. Talk a little bit about this. Uh, the poetry of Tennessee Williams, is, does that mean his work as a playwright, or was he doing poetry as well? No, he was actually doing poetry as well. He's just more known for, the, uh, for his playwright ability because so many of his plays were made into movies. It reached the mass mass audience that way uh kind of like if you think about it elvis presley was more of a you know uh, a um uh, um christian you know music like a gospel uh, artist right, or gospel i couldn't think of the word yeah gospel he was really renowned for that but more more known to the general public as rock and roll so it's kind of like that uh tennessee williams was was very prolific at poetry but it's just not um, not as known as his as his works that made it to the to the screen. Uh, C. T. Salazar is hosting that. He is he he has has a following here as far as hosting events at at Three Sisters uh, poetry reading events. So we we inc- incorporated him this year. We have done some poetry reading in, in the past, but uh, we skipped it a few years. So we decided to revisit that. And wow. that is at Three Sisters Pie Company, 422 Main Street in Columbus. Now, you guys have a uh, special guest to the tribute, Broadway actor Joel Vig. Tell us about Joel Vig and, and kind of his background. Well, Joel comes, has, has, been here several, has been here several years, has done the New Orleans Festival, has done the Tallulah Festival. He has, uh, of course, he's a, originally an actor. He was in Hairspray. Broadway, a Broadway actor. He is from New York, and but he also does the talks, a different set of talks. One of them is Truman Capote talks Tennessee and Tallulah Bankhead, and that is kind of the theme of the festival this year was birds of a feather. Tallulah, Truman, and Tennessee, they all had a connection, and he uh, is pretty much an expertise in, in that field, and he has a a production he'll do Saturday night at the gala title that where he, you know, he, he'll, uh, 
personify all three characters. He's very good at that. He's done some for us in the past, some different events like that. And uh, he's, he's well known as, as an expert in that. He uh, has also been in Clarksdale at their festival. Um, and he's been in, he was, he was off Broadway, Broadway in the musical Ruthless, but on Broadway in Hairspray. And, and talk a little bit about the Tallulah Bankhead tie to uh, Tennessee Williams and Truman Capote. Well, there were several uh, times that, that Tennessee had really picked Tallulah to do star roles in some of these films. That, that, was, that was his choice, such as in The Milk Train Doesn't Stop Here Anymore in the play, which we are featuring this year at a it was made into the movie Boom, but Elizabeth Taylor ended up playing the part. And um, they just have a long history of of camaraderie. Right, him, right. Him, try, him, him encouraging her to do parts that she wouldn't take. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. Now, on Sunday, St. Paul's Episcopal Church will honor the festival with a Tennessee Williams-themed sermon. Huh. Yeah, now that's unique. To kind of tell us about that. Uh, Reverend Ann's done that several years, many years. She's, what she does is take the, um, the play that we're featuring this year, It's Milk Train Doesn't Stop Here Anymore, and incorporates a sermon with lessons learned from the play. And in that particular play, to me, it's she asked for the playbook. I had I got her the playbook. She wanted to read the whole play and know it thoroughly. But there's a lot of symbolism, of course, in Tennessee Williams' plays. Uh, the milk train doesn't stop here anymore. It's about an elderly woman who's facing death, and a young man happens upon her property, and they, they become friends, and he helps her with the adjustment to dying. And... Mm. You know, Tennessee Williams was so insightful, he named her Miss Goforth in the play. I mean, everything is symbolic. You know, she's going forth to another life. And, uh, but, but the lessons you can learn in that, you know, the acceptance of, of death um, is amazing. And, and I'm sure she'll play off some of that theme, but there's, there's a lot more in the play. I've seen the play actually in Provincetown myself, so uh, there's a lot more she can uh, – she can work with there. That's wonderful. I, you know, you're. I, I, I need to pick up some Tennessee Williams this weekend. He really is <laughs> such a wonderful writer, a lot of fun to read. And mm-hmm. I know you guys are uh, ready for a great weekend. A lot of people make this an annual event, have plans, you know, well-established to come out for the Tennessee Williams tribute. But for those of us who may be a little late in getting our acts together, is there still a way for us to get involved and enjoy the weekend? Well, certainly. You most of these events are free events. They don't require tickets um, or or notice that you're going to be there, such as the Porch Place, which we do Saturday morning at 1030 at Whitehall Plantation Home in Columbus at 607 Third Street South. Just show up. Just show up at 1030 uh, or show up at 8 that morning at Tom's Columbus where we do a free and open to the public breakfast and scholarly, scholarly discussion about the life and works of Tennessee. So there's you know, there's there's no and tonight at the poetry reading this afternoon at four PM, Stella shouting all that, and at the movie showing tonight of Streetcar Named Desire at the Omnova Theater at five oh one Main Street. All that is just show up, you know. Great. Jerry, no, give no, us no. uh give us the website where people can read the full itinerary for the weekend uh, and learn more. It's Tennessee Williams Tribute dot org. That's great. All right. Jerry Fortenberry, co-chair with the Tennessee Williams Tribute. Thanks for being on the show with us today. And best of luck with your 17th annual Tennessee Williams Tribute taking place all weekend long in beautiful, historic Columbus, Mississippi. All right. It is time for our final break. But when we return, we'll welcome to the show musician Grayson Caps. Don't go far. You don't want to miss what's coming up on Next Stop Mississippi. We're going out with a little bit of a Tennessee Williams tribute. This is Tennessee Williams Blues by Teddy King. I got the Tennessee Williams Southern Deckens Blues 
Let me give you some clues I used to think my life was pretty grim Then I saw some shows by him <laughs> Now the whole world's future looks dim All of Edgar Allan Poe Is like a howdy doody show <laughs> Compared to Sonny Jim I mean Tennessee since summer and smoke I've switched from coke Whoops <laughs> Two five star Hennessy You may get frustrated with predictive text on your smartphone not what I But typed. autocorrect can ease your fears about vehicle maintenance MPB's new call-in show, Autocorrect Thursdays, starting September 13th on MPB Think Radio Autocorrect is Think Radio's newest show. Let's learn a little bit about the show's expert, the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker. I'm named after Bobby Allison, NASCAR, famous driver. I remember the first car I fell in love with. I was about three years old, and I remember looking up at my dad's beautiful Thunderbird, and it was absolutely gorgeous. And I remember just being a little girl looking up at it and just falling in love and wanting to know everything about it. Autocorrect, starting Thursday, September 13th at 10 a.m. on MPB Think Radio and on the Internet at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Must you sail out on the ocean for land to find your dreams? You're listening to MPB Think Radio inside Next Stop Mississippi. You're hearing Grace and Caps over the airwaves right now. This is Scarlet Roses, the title track to his new album. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, here with my co-host and friend, Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. Now it's time for our favorite part of the show, the, yes. the part of the show where we get to talk to musicians. All right, welcoming now Grace and Caps. He's here in Mississippi for several dates. Good to have you, Grayson. Hey, thanks. Good to uh, be had. <laughs> First question I've got to ask, is that your government name or is that a, your stage name? Oh, no, that's my name. Oh, like man. I driver's license if I, if I was with you. What Grayson a cool name. Time. If I want to go country, I'll go for a three-name thing. <laughs> that is a great name, man. Thanks. Show you my driver's license. I love that. Now, uh, Grayson, you've you've been in Mississippi for a couple of days now. You were on Thacker Mountain Radio in Oxford uh, last night, and tonight you'll be at one of my favorite places to hear live music, Proud Larry. So it's good to have you in Mississippi. We'll see you tomorrow in Jackson at Dooling Hall for another yeah. Mississippi date. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this tour you're on. Oh, this is kind of just a weekend out. We've been out on the road around Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas, Indiana, Illinois. <laughs> I mean, I've been on the road about three months, and then I got home for a couple of days, and then I uh, got to wash some clothes, get back in the van, hook up with the band, and, and come back out to uh, mostly, you know, Mississippi, you know, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. That's all home. I feel like I'm just home. I'm not on the road. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm here, so this is this is all home, and and so, you know, it's just a, a little little outing of of saying hello to folks I haven't seen. Sure, just just so. popping over to see the neighbors. <laughs> right. you, for our listeners yeah. who don't know, you live in Alabama. Oh, sugar or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both, absolutely. Now, uh, Grayson, this uh, album, Scarlet Roses, came out in 2017, your first album in six years, uh, which is really exciting for fans who, uh, you know, have followed you for quite some time now. I want to read a little line uh, about this album and, and get you to tell us kind of how this hits you. Uh one of the writers or reviewers said this, this album, Scarlet Roses, showcases the kind of understated brilliance that can blossom when creativity is detached from expectation. Mm, 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 that's, a, mm. that's a lot to say, that's but um, it hits hard. Well, yeah, it's perfect. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, coming uh, into this album, you put out several albums in a row. I, I got to know you early with, if you know my mind, your 2005 album. Um, but this album particularly was kind of about letting go of expectation and about the kind of rigor of being a working and traveling musician. So tell us about the process uh, that went into Scarlet Roses. Well, unlike anything else I've ever done, I I just kind of uh, would take the voice memo on my phone and just start playing something, press, you know, record and start playing something. And uh, most of the songs were written that way where I just start playing and just kind of make stuff up for, you know, 10 to 12 minutes and then go back and edit it like a term paper or something. Um, cause mm. it, and, and then that way it became more like a dream state where it was just completely flowing. But, you know, when you just let go, it's amazing what words just come to you. So that's pretty much every song on there was, was not really written down. It was just, just uh, free form. And then I came back and, Edit, you know, because sometimes when you're freeforming, you're just kind of going, mm, you know, you don't know what the hell is going on. But then other times you kind of catch a wave, and, and and so for me it was not, it was more of like a dream state type thing. Now I'm always interested. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm always interested to ask artists what is their writing technique and what is their muse and how do they get inspired. And I'm glad you shared that. But even in your biography, it says Grayson Caps is relaxed. But it all—it wasn't always this way. How was it before? It, was it more pressure? Did you feel, you know, more expectations to come up with songs less organically oh, yeah, like I was, this? I was on different labels and stuff, and and I felt expected to put out a record, at least one record a year. And I did that for like five, four or five records, and and toured a lot, and then. Um, I think uh, I realized this Gillian Welsh record, uh, Hallow and the Harvest, came out, and, and uh, I looked at it, and I realized that she hadn't put out a record in seven years, it, it, but I didn't miss her. Mm-hmm. You know, I still liked her other records, and I was thinking, damn, I can take a break, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then during that time, I didn't really take a break. I mean, a lot of people say it was the first thing I put out in six years, but I've been playing with this group called Willie Sugarcaps, and we put out two records and I wrote, you know, songs for that too. So I've been putting out records and touring with a kind of a different um, focus for a few years, taking the the load off myself. And now I'm I'm ready to kind of, you know, this past year I've just been back doing mostly my shows and stuff. Very cool. Now Willie Sugarcaps is kind of a a really cool group that grew out of a songwriters' night. Will Kimbrough, Sugarcane Jane, Corky Hughes, and of course you, Grayson Caps. A lot of folks uh, really love uh, that band. And you're the... up on your information. That's, I... awesome. <laughs> That's my job. That's what I'm here to do. One hour a week. Um, now Grayson, we're going to take a quick music break. Let some folks hear a little bit more of Scarlet Roses. Um, the song here is "You Can't Turn Around." Tell us a little bit about this tune. Um, basically what, you know, kind of self-explanatory, uh, just moving on, you know, uh, there's all kinds of things you can, uh, worry about things you've done in the past, but, you know, you gotta let go of that and, and free yourself up to, to be who you are now and move on, let it go, you know, simple message. Just because I loitered, got the sandwich I ordered. Sorry, baby, can't turn around. You can't turn around. You can't turn around. You can't turn around. You can't turn around. Going down the wrong old road, no turn around, no place to go. Bye, baby. Sometimes you gotta drive on through Even though there's no path for you Sorry, baby Can't turn around 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 around. All right.
tonight. Mm-hmm. Listeners, you get a little taste of what you can uh, check out tonight at Proud Larry's in Oxford or tomorrow at Dueling Hall, great music venue in the Fondren neighborhood of Jackson. On the line with us today, we've got Grayson Capps, great songwriter, performer, who is uh, making a few Mississippi dates, and we're glad you could make some time to be with us on Next Stop Mississippi. Now, uh, Grayson, we, uh, you know, are glad to have you here. A lot of this album, um, Scarlet Roses, you talk about is is really about kind of this amazing thing that a lot of us go through as we get older, where you become like both a parent and a child. You're mm-hmm. you're a father, you're a son. Um, and really kind of, again, as, as Kamel touched on before, how we sort of build these expectations of self and then just find a place where we get comfortable with it or can let them go yeah. or manage them. Um, is there anything more you want to talk or say about this particular album and, and where the inspiration came from for the songs? Well, uh, what you just mentioned is pretty much where I'm at. I'm, I'm kind of in that that place a lot of people are or either have been or will be and they don't know it. Is that place where you know I, I, was, I expected you know what came with having children, but I, nobody ever told me what comes with your parents getting older and falling apart, and you feel like you got mm. kids. You know, you got your kids, and then your parents kind of turn into kids, and it's, it's something like what you know. You know, at this point in my life, I'm thinking, where did my life go? You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Sometimes when I'm in the van and doing shows, that's where I have my life. And when I get home, you know, people are like, "Oh, you got free time?" Like, no, I don't. I'm completely saturated with mm-hmm. with being a caregiver on on all kinds of levels. And I think there's a lot of people in that situation, and it's not a glamorous situation to talk about. It's not rock and roll, you know, yeah. but it's it's uh, a lot of people's reality. And uh, I think addressing it is good and and providing hope through that you know situation is is good and that's what i hope i've done so inspiring mm-hmm. wonderful grace and caps thanks for making a minute to be with us here today on next stop mississippi pleasure to have you grace and caps performing live tonight at proud larry's tomorrow at dueling hall in jackson all right listeners we want to thank you for joining us today and thank all of our guests adele lyons with the 37th biloxi seafood festival Amelia Norton for 529 Day at the Mississippi Children's Museum. Jerry Fortenberry with 17th Annual Tennessee Williams Tribute in Columbus. And musician Grayson Capps, who you can hear now with his tune, Moving On. Next Stop Mississippi was produced by Michelle McAdoo. For Kamel King, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women. And join us next week at 10 for another great trip on Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB Think Radio. Back to his countryside. Way to your home, fight the rich man's fight.